Praise God. Praise God, you are good. You are good. You are good and you are great. Father, even as we sing, make our country good and great. Father, goodness is not something that we do. Goodness is who you are. You are good. The fruit of the Spirit is goodness. What you are like is goodness. So when we say, God, we want you to be good, this country to be good, Lord, we want this country to be godly because godly is good and godly is great. And when a country, when a country puts you first, it is great. And so, Father, we just pray that let your kingdom come, let your will be done in this great country of New Zealand, this country that we love. Lord, even... God, defend our free, our free land, Lord. Freedom is not freedom to do what we want, Lord. Around the world, countries are doing what they want and they are being destroyed. They are, there's decay setting in. They think it's liberation. They think it's progressive. But true freedom is freedom in Christ and freedom from the decay that our own godless choices actually bring. And so, Father, in this nation, we cry out and say, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. God Almighty, not our will, but yours be done. Father, we know that people have agendas, but Lord, you have a greater agenda, and your agenda is always for people. Do you not know the plans I have for you, says the Lord? Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. Plans to give you a future. But the plans are seated and seated in God Almighty. And we cry out, God, defend this great nation of New Zealand, oh God. We pray for restoration. We pray for restitution. Lord, we pray for revival, oh God, once again. And we declare it's not too late. Even for the plans of man to be thwarted and the plans of God to succeed. Father, we in no way pray against anything, but we pray for your plans, your purposes, your will. So, Father, thank you. And in this place today, we simply say, Father, we need to hear from you. God, open our eyes to see, open our ears to hear what your Spirit is wanting to say to the church. Would you encourage, would you bless these great people? Would you help me to download all that is on your heart? Let me not get in the way, but for every person, I pray that we ourselves don't get in the way. So Holy Spirit of the living God, speak clearly, we pray, and all those that are ready to receive, and hear from God Almighty, said amen. 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 amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Good morning, Church Unlimited. Such a thrill, such an honor to be back with you. And I want to honor our time together. It's so good to hang out. It's so good to be together and we could chat for 10 minutes and we could have a great time or we can just download what Father wants to say, how many people are okay with that. So let's get right into this morning. Uh, I have been here, had the privilege, the honor of being here 
Pastor Tar, Pastor Adrian, a couple times, 2014 and 2015 in November. And uh, I know God has spoken some things through myself, but through many other people. Aren't you glad that God's still speaking? Aren't you glad that God has spoken, but God's still speaking? And this is what's really, really important. It's not just what God has said, but what God is saying. And sometimes where we get in trouble is we rely upon what God has said, and we don't hear what God is saying. And I want to let you know, even right now, just ahead for tonight, I just feel three things. And one of them is changed instructions. What do you do when God changes instructions? I need to speak into that because that will happen as we are stepping into tenfold in 10 years. Can I hear an amen? Come on, what God has said will happen. And I want to speak into that. And I, I really pray that you'll come along. And I also want to talk about accelerated growth and some things that Father has said about that tonight. So I need you to come and, and there's something else and you'll have to come to hear what that is. But tonight, uh, uh, this morning right now, uh, I want to get into it because I want to honor the time, but I, I, I want to download so I might follow through because I, I'm a prophet. I could go here, there, and everywhere, and I want to download this. So uh, I want to start with Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, such a well-known scripture. And today, what I want to really download is, I feel Father is saying I need to speak into, he, he, he said a course, he's spoken some things, and he wants to come and add some much needed insight and wisdom so that we arrive at God's destination. Because many people have heard God speak and fast forward down the track, we've seen a shadow of it, we've seen a part of it, but not the fullness of it. I'm here to declare that Church Unlimited is to walk into the fullness. Walk into the fullness, amen? Amen. Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 in the New King James says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. How many people know that that's, we could just sit there and that would be good enough? Come on, trust in the Lord. Not just believe in Him, but trust in Him. There's a difference between believing in God and believing God. And it's time for the church to be filled with believing believers, not unbelieving believers. We believe in God, but we also believe God. We trust God with all of our heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your... This is the overall theme that I I just have to bring today. That God is saying, if we're going to trust God, we cannot lean on our own understanding. We cannot lean on what we see. We cannot lean on what we hear. And I want to speak into this today. And I felt prompted to uh, look at that word lean in, uh, in the original language. When it says lean not on your own understanding, that word lean means to support yourself. Think about when you've got a cane. You, you can't walk properly. There's a limp and you've got a cane and you lean on it. It supports the whole body. And God is saying your understanding cannot support what God is doing. If we go by what we see, we will get disappointed, we'll get disillusioned. And I want to speak into this today. But let me just mention two other things first that I feel God is saying. And then I want to get into the the main part. And I I have a problem. I just, the excitement levels on me are just, ah! Um, Okay. Just, just God is good. Come on. I see staff changes either happening now or coming up. And then this is a statement. This is one of the three things I want to give you. Staff changes coming up. And this is, I'm talking in the church, but I'm also talking for some of you in your business. Everything we're saying has got a corporate, set, uh, a corporate application and a personal. Everyone say corporate. corporate. Everyone say personal. Yeah. Don't apply something to you that's not for you, but be open that anything that is said is for you if God says it's for you, okay? 
There's some staff changes coming up, either happening now or coming up, but you need to hear what God is saying about this. This is what he said to me. It's like the changing of shifts on a warship. And this is what he said. The changing of shifts on a warship is not about retirement, is not about retrenchment, is not about redundancy, it's not about you have stepped down, you stepped out, never to be. But God said it is about resting for re-engagement. Oh, I'm just going to leave that with you because some of you need to understand when a shift comes, it's not a sign that God is stopping. It's God, that time that God is saying, I want to rest something so I can re-engage it to a whole new level. The second thing that God spoke to me, he spoke the word sabbatical. And this is what he said. I feel there are some strategic unlocking keys of the kingdom things that Father wants to speak on a sabbatical. If you've had one, revisit what Father said. On the surface, it might not appear much, but I see you digging for gold. If you haven't had one, it's imperative you do so that Father's fullness can be realized and released. And I mentioned this briefly to Pastor Tark before, and, and this is what I said. There are some things, it's like a, 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 a relaxed womb can conceive naturally. And in the spirit, a womb, a spiritual womb that is at rest, that do you know that God says, I honor, I created rest, Sabbath. I created this thing and I called it holy. We don't normally attribute holy to rest. Sometimes we say there's too much to do to rest. Yet how can we as created beings say we know better than the creator? He says, I, I made it holy. I, I, I dedicated, I made it holy. I set it apart. And I just want to say that there's some things that God wants to speak on a sabbatical that he will not speak outside of it. The third thing I want to speak on, this is what I want to lean into. It's possible I could get a bit excited, but you'll have to forgive me. And if you don't forgive me, I don't care. Your opinion doesn't matter. God's does. All right. I mean that in love. That sounded really harsh. Um, I want to talk about two kinds of sight. Two kinds of sight this morning. And this is essential that you hear the heart of Father as we lean into this today. Are you doing okay, by the way? Yeah. You good? You engaged? Yeah. You're awake? Feel free to talk to me. Two kinds of sight. But I need to enter it through the doorway that God actually spoke it to me. Because he didn't start by speaking about two kinds of sight. He started and he made this statement. So, And as I go through this, I want to acknowledge mum and dad, my heroes, my natural parents, my spiritual parents, because I realized after Father spoke what he, uh, I'm about to bring to you, that I realized that years ago, Dad shared an insight with me that actually plays into part of this. So I want to acknowledge him. Is that cool? And, and it's, it's, I just love it. And I, I bless them this morning, ministering for God, suffering in Hawaii. Someone's got to do it. Two kinds of sight. Father, I really need you to help me right now because we need to hear this. In Jesus' name. This is the statement God said to lean into this main part that I want to talk about today. And this is if we're going to see Father's tenfold in 10 years corporately, but also everything else Father has said corporately and in your life. 
What God has spoken, the enemy will contend for, amen? But we need to be greater contenders. There's, we, we, need to keep, we need to keep God in his right place and the devil in his right place. And if we're not careful, we'll think that they're equal opposites. They are opposites, but they're not equal. Remember, God is uncreated. The devil is created. The devil, if you put an equal opposite as far as hierarchy, is with an archangel because that's what he was. He is not equal to God. And if we're not careful, we'll think that God is all good, the devil is all bad, the equal opposites, and hopefully God will come out on top. There's not even a comparison between God and the devil. Let's make sure we're seeing things properly. And this is what I want to talk about, two kinds of sight. This is a statement. There's some things that God has said that have not happened as fast as we thought they would or in the same way that we thought they would and disillusionment has set in. This is the word that God gave me to bring to you today. And I need you to really open up your hearts. He said when we, something God has said has not happened the same way or has not happened as fast, disillusionment can set in. And as he started to, to speak this to me, uh, God said there's some things as a church this could fit into this. God said ten, tenfold in 10 years. God said uh, this, God said that. And, and you know what? It's not looking how we thought it was going to look. Um, we, when God said something, it's not happening as fast. And disillusionment can set in. Personally in your life, maybe God says train up their children in the way they should go. And, and at the moment they're away from God. God has said some things about your health, about your finances. God has said things relationally and it's not happening. God said it's not happening and disillusionment can set in. And this is so important that we speak into this today because there's something deeper happening. This is actually an invitation from God. We think it's an end, but it's actually an invitation. And so I need you to go on a little bit of a journey with me. But let me start by saying that God wants you to know that he's still working and he's not finished yet. God is still working and he's not finished yet. I got to say it again because some of you aren't having got your spirits open enough. God is still working. God is still working. God is still working. God is still working. And everything God works, everything together for the good of those. It is impossible for God not to be working. Doing nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible. With God, nothing is impossible. doesn't just mean he can do everything. It means he can't do nothing. Hmm. So today, I believe this is the, the, the heart of what I, I want to download. God wants to, and God needs to remove the illusion hmm. of how you thought it would look in your life and in my life. See, see, let me start to open this up. Disillusionment. When we talk about disillusionment, the actual di dictionary definition is a feeling of disappointment resulting from the discovery that something is not as good as one believed it would be. It's a feeling. And you know what? what while it is, disillusionment is a feeling of disappointment. It's actually something much deeper. And when God comes into the picture and we turn to God, disillusionment is actually a doorway into a fulfillment of what Father wants to do. And I need you to open up right now. It's probably not making sense, but go with me on a little journey. And this is going to make a lot of sense. Because disillusionment, a feeling of disappointment. What is disappointment? Sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. God, you said, and it's not happening. Never been there. 
Come on, in my life it hasn't happened as you said. And disappointment, it's a sadness and displeasure. But the word that God gave me was not disappointment, it was disillusionment. And it is a feeling of disappointment. And these are both negative things, disillusionment and disappointment. But now let me get to, oh God, get to what you need to hear. As a complete whole, they both seem negative. But actually, disappointment is negative. And it's not a feeling, if we're not careful when I'm disappointed, I'm upset. And that's where it starts, but it's not where it stops. Because you look at disappointment, it's made up of the two parts, disappointment. Dis means the absence or removal of. Appointment, a role, a task, a calling, a sense of I have been given this to do. And when disappointment starts as I'm upset, it hasn't been happening, something happens in our life and we step back because of disappointment. We think it's about, I feel disappointment. But in God's eyes, it's, I've get, do you not know I've got plans and purposes? I've declared something. And when we look by what we see and we step back, it's not that we feel bad. That's where it starts. But it ends up in the absence or removal of our sense of appointment that God is doing something. It's very, very subtle, but it's dangerous. But disillusionment, this, the absence or removal, illusion, a deceptive appearance or impression, a false idea or a belief. It's about not seeing something accurately. Thinking about illusion, I don't see it accurately. And why disapp- oh. well, disappointment is a feeling and we often step back. Disillusion means actually, it actually the, the definition of um, disillusionment is a feeling of disappointment. But it, but it actually, in God's eyes, is a positive. If we get to a place where I'm, I thought it was going to be this. I thought it was going to be that. I thought God was going to do it in this time frame. I thought God was going to answer that prayer this way. I thought God was going to restore the relationship this way. And we get to disillusionment. It's actually sometimes where God wants to get us so that he can remove the illusion. He can remove the thing that we think this is the way it's meant to be. And God says, you're not seeing clearly. Disillusionment is an open door to stepping into our destiny. Don't see it as a negative. It's time to stop and say, God, what are you saying right now? Some people are overthinking some things and it's based on what you see. Illusion, what you see, but illusion is I'm not seeing it clearly. We say, but I am seeing it clearly. This is it. Let me talk into this today. This is both on an individual basis, but God said that this is also on a a group, see something a certain way collectively, and Father wants to remove the group's illusion today. Are your hearts open? Are you receiving what I'm saying so far? See, disappointment is not just a feeling of sadness, it ends up removing your sense of appointment. Disillusionment, which is a sense of disappointment, is actually, while it seems negative, is actually the doorway where God wants to remove the, what we're not seeing clearly. 
two kinds of sight. Let me talk about this. And if we can wake up Hebrews 11.1. 1. I want to talk about natural sight just for a second. See, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, and the New King James says now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, expected, expected. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But it's the evidence, the evidence of things not seen. Contradiction. See, natural sight, this not seen is not spiritual sight, it's natural sight. The faith that God wants us to have is based on what we do not naturally see. But there's evidence in it because it's from the point of faith. Seen from the perspective, see, seen naturally is seen from the perspective of the created. You don't have to look for it, it's everywhere. I pray for someone to get healed, they're still sick. I can see they're still sick. I pray for my children to come back and they're still away. I can see that. God said tenfold in 10 years, we haven't seen the, the growth that would match up to that. We see something, whatever it may be in your word, world personally. We, we thought that God said it was going to be this amount or it's going to accelerate. This group is going to be like this and this group's going to be like that. And it's not looking how we felt God said. It's everywhere. It's around about us. It's about reality. Natural sight's about reality. And this is what I feel Father wants to say, and I pray this phrase just drops into your spirit. It's an illusion to believe that we will naturally see what Father is doing spiritually. It's an illusion to believe that we will see naturally what Father is doing spiritually. See, Joseph... He, Joseph being given a dream of leadership was then sold into slavery. Abraham being given his promised son was then told to sacrifice him. David being anointed as king was then running for his life from Saul. Esther was crowned as queen and then she was told her people were going to be destroyed. Daniel was standing up for truth and praying to God and ended up in a lion's den. Moses putting God's people before his royal position ended up on the backside of the desert. Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel and ended up in prison. The, the, the man who came to Jesus for healing had Jesus slap mud on his face. Jesus being the Messiah was not leading a military campaign. God wants to remove the illusion today of how it will look. Natural sight is given as a gift from God, but that gift of God is to be surrendered to and submitted to the purposes of God. And I want to talk about spiritual sight in our last 10, 15 minutes, because this is the main thing. Remember, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your under, own understanding. I want to declare in your life, if God says something, it will come to pass. It might look completely different. You might say it's too late. It's already died. Just ask Lazarus if, it's, Lazarus is, if it's dead is too late. Come on. But I want to talk about this for a moment in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. It says this, and the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah and he said, what do you see? What do you see? I, I, I need you to hear this. Really, he's not saying, what do you see? He's asking, how are you seeing? And he said, I see the branch of an almond tree. 
And God said to him, you have seen correctly. Oh, 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 you need to hear what God is saying. He, he, he wasn't standing looking at a natural tree. God said, what are you seeing? What's in your vision? What is getting your attention right now? And he says, this is what I see. And God says, you're seeing correctly because you're not looking naturally. The evidence of things not seen. You're actually looking spiritually. You're seeing what I am showing you. And he says, you are seeing correctly, which means you can see incorrectly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. And there's a direct correlation between God's word being fulfilled and us seeing correctly. If we see correctly, then we're seeing what Father is doing, what Father is saying, even though the evidence of what we see doesn't marry up, but we're going to submit the natural to the spiritual. See, the spiritual side is not seen from the perspective of the created is seen from the perspective of the creator. Spiritual sight, you have to look for it, but it's abundant. But it's to be sought after. It's to be dug out. It's to be chasing after God, and it only comes by God-given revelation. It's about truth. And Father wants us to live with a spiritual perspective to see what he is doing and to trust him when we don't see naturally. There is a real shift that Father is calling many of us in this place, and myself included today. Will I go through life measuring what God is doing by what I naturally see? And we say, oh, I wouldn't do that. We do it all the time. The numbers are down. The finances are down. This is not happening. We thought we we're going to have growth there. We thought we we're going to expansion there. And we then, therefore, we automatically conclude that what do we need to change? What do we need to do? I want to speak so strong. I want to yell into your spirit right now. We need to stop measuring by the natural when God is doing something spiritual. There are times where God says, I need to get your attention. I need a change to fulfill my destiny. But many times in the absence of a red light, he says, Keep going. Do not be based yourself on what you see. It's on what you don't see. Are you seeing correctly? Because God says, if you see from what I am showing you, then it will come to pass. I want to go to an incredible passage of Scripture in 2 Kings chapter 6. This whole... This whole scripture is incredible. I don't have time to lean into it all fully, but let me just read from verse 8 on, 2 Kings 6, verse 8. Then the king of Abraham was at war with Israel, and after conferring with his officers, he said, I will set up my camp in such and such a place. And the man of God sent word to the king of Israel. This is such a cool story. Beware of this passage uh, passing that place because the Armenians are going down there. So the king of Israel checked on the place indicated by the man of God. Time and again, Elisha warned the king so that he was on his guard in such places. This enraged the king of Aram. And he summoned his officers and demanded of them, will you not tell me which of you is on the side of the king of Israel? Isn't this cool? None of us, my lord, the king, said one of his officers, but Elisha, that prophet, don't trust him, who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the very words you speak in your bedroom. That's, that's awesome. Go find where he is, the king ordered, so I can send men and capture him. The report came back, he is in Dothan. 
Then he sent horses and chariots and strong forces there, and they went by night and surrounded the city. How many people know that sometimes when you do what God says, the enemy comes? When the servant of the man of God got up, when the servant of the man of God, if you're serving someone else, be careful what you see and what you say. When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Can you tell me, was that a fact? Were they there? Was he fine for seeing the reality? And he said, oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant answered, asked, don't. Be afraid. Don't you just like that answer? There's an army coming to destroy us. Don't be scared. How many people think that is perfectly unhelpful at times? I was listening to the word yesterday and I was just blown away by how many times through the word God says, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. I wonder if fear comes when we see naturally but not see spiritually. I wonder if fear comes when we measure naturally and not measure spiritually. He said, Don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us, come on, are more than those who are with them. On the natural, there was two of them and there was an army. Oh, let me drop this into your spirit as we wrap this up very soon. And Elisha prayed. Oh, the man of God saw the, the the servant of the man of God saw the natural. He saw what was there and he got afraid and he asked the question, what should we do? The man of God said, we're not going to, we're not going to be afraid because I know that there's more for us than against us. And we need to have a revelation. God who is for us is greater than he that is against us. And so Elisha prayed. His first thing is don't be afraid. His second thing is a declaration that greater is the one that is for us than the one that is in him that against us. And then he started to pray and he said, oh Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Hang on. He saw there's an army that's out there, but he said, no, you're not seeing correctly, Jeremiah 1. God can't fulfill what he wants if you're looking naturally, he says. You got to see spiritually. And God and Elisha said would you open his eyes that he may see then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and he saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha I could go on read the rest of it it's incredible because he ends up praying against the enemy and they God took away their natural sight you read that but what I want to really land on here today is this, and that is that Father wants to remove all illusions we have about what he is or what he is not doing. Did Elisha know there was chariots of horses all around the battle? Did he just have this confidence that God is doing something? Did he see it before or not? I don't know. But when he said open his eyes, he saw, wow, the reality Or was Elisha living in this reality where I see that God's doing something? Hey, I see the natural, but that's not going to get my attention. Moving forward as a church, stepping into all that God says, these are the statements. Father wants us to overcome our gravitational pull towards living by natural sight. What you see in your family might not be what God is doing, but we speak to what we see. We don't see what God is doing. 
This is make or break in many of our lives right now. This is deeper than, I, I pray we're getting the depth of what I'm saying. Because God spoke to me so clearly when things aren't happening the way or as fast, we get disillusioned. God says, I need to remove that illusion. I'm still doing something. I'm still doing something. And Father wants us to overcome our gravitational pull, I said, towards living by natural sight. But here's the second thing, by measuring by natural sight. Come on. I know that 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 God said tenfold in 10 years. And it will happen. I hope I don't believe that more than you do. Seriously, I hope I don't. But God says we got to stop measuring by what we're seeing which is actually measuring what we don't see, which is we're not seeing what we thought it would be. God says, will you lay down the how and trust the what that I said? I want to remove that illusion today so we can step into the fullness of what God is saying. And I, I just feel Father wants us to pray and ask him to open our eyes to see with spiritual sight. Is that cool? Father, what are you doing right now? Father, what are you saying right now? That's it. What are you doing right now? What are you saying right now? If we're not careful, we'll look at spiritual things through natural eyes, and God wants us to look at spiritual things through spiritual eyes. God is building his church. Can I hear an amen? We might not see some things. We might see the state of the nation. We might see different things within our lives, within the community of believers here. You might see things in your health and your emotions and your finances and your relationships and your workplace. And God says today, I wonder if you would hit a pause in your life and step back from everything you see and actually say, God, help me to see correctly. Lord, I, I open my eyes. Open the eyes of my heart that I may see you, see you, see you. I wonder if you stand with me as we pray. I know that God has spoken to you as a church and I know that Father is fulfilling his incredible, good, perfect and pleasing will but he needs to shift our sight. I pray right now you just close your eyes, look to heaven. Father, right now, I pray, Holy Spirit, you'll anoint every eyes and you'll open them to see what you are doing in the situation that they think that you're not doing anything. Lord, I pray right now you'll open their eyes to see what you are doing in their family. I pray you'll open their eyes to see what you're doing in their nation. I pray you'll open their eyes to see what you're doing in relationships. Father, I pray above all right now in this meeting that you'll open our eyes to see what you're doing in this church, through this church, in the nations of the world, that your timing is not our timing, your plans are not our plans, your ways are not our plans. But God, if you have declared something, decreed something, we need to see, we need to see. Open our eyes to see that those that are for us are greater than those that are against us, oh God. Open our eyes to see, Lord, that accelerated growth can have a snowball effect, Lord, an expansion effect. We just need to see what you want us to see. Father, I speak your blessing, your goodness upon these precious people. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you guys. Uh, I've got to head to the city, but I just pray you, allow Father to speak what He wants. Please come tonight. I need to speak in a few things and lean into this, this afternoon because there's deeper things in this for those that will look and see.